Welcome to the Vibrant You Health Show. This is your host, Blake Bars. At Nature's Pantry, our mission is to lead you to vibrant health through the best nutrition, supplementation, and expertise. In the Vibrant You Health Show, we aren't interested in fads or quick fixes, but rather we want to get into the holistic fundamentals to health. We want to answer the questions like, what are the underlying causes of health issues? What are the keys to optimal health? The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your healthcare provider. If your provider has a strong understanding of nutrition and holistic health, even better. The opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of Nature's Pantry. All right. Welcome everybody to the Vibrant You Health Show episode 26. And I am so humbled and honored to have my special guest today, Mr. Todd Pierce. Thank you so much, Todd, for joining me today. You bet, Blake. This is going to be fun. Hey, so um, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, now, you were a professional bareback rider and then a chaplain for the PBR. Is that correct? Yeah, so I, I come from the sport of rodeo, uh, but post-career, I got involved in uh, mentoring professional bull riders. So it was just the PBR tour. And so that really was more like a life coach, uh, pastor, mentor, friend, dude that was just on tour for 17 years. So it was, it was a long stretch. And uh, during that time, just really saw the significance of what a father role looks like in, in our culture. Right. Yeah, that's really neat. And I, um, now and then once you, then you were a bareback rider, then you became a, kind of a mentor uh, to rodeo cowboys. And then you got into um, horse training. And how did that come about? And then these born, born wild events, and we'll talk a little more about those a little later. How did you get into horse training in these events? Okay, well, the, sh- the short story is um, through the course of all those things, even when I was in college, I was a, a jockey uh rode horses on the racetrack okay. and did that before I started riding bareback horses as far as like rodeo. And so horses have always been a pretty big part of my life. But the the real significance in them came when I decided that I wanted to follow Jesus, but I hated the church and I hated most people I knew that were Christians. So it was really a conflicted time in my life where I truly had an encounter with Jesus to where the reality of him, the power of him was the most important aspect of my life, but I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to read the Bible. I didn't want to be around people that were Christians. And so my first um, true encounter with a horse and Jesus uh, was um, one day I was working with a horse in a, in a pen and I started talking out loud to this horse uh, because he was just really fearful and wouldn't wouldn't cooperate. Like he uh-huh. just, I, I had so much desire for him and I started expressing my heart towards him. And before long, I realized that I was having another encounter with Jesus and he was speaking directly to me. This My words weren't even my own words. This was God's plea over me. And so that began a, a journey for me of every time I I would work with horses that Holy Spirit would teach me something new about myself. And 
um, getting over a whole bunch of just regret and fear and anxiety and actually probably depression even at that point. Um, medicating a lot with alcohol at that point in my life. And so horses became just literally a voice of God in, in my life to where I could see and understand from a, a really practical way what God's heart was for me. Mm, wow. So that eventually turned into, okay, if God can speak to me, maybe he can speak to somebody else in that. And if we say that I had a first event, um, my first time ever speaking to somebody while I was training a horse was one very intoxicated um, Native American sitting on a round pin while I was working with this horse. And by the time I was done, this guy was stone sober and born, born again. Like Holy Spirit just literally came over the place. Totally unscripted. It was just uh, when I saw how how God could use a horse and, and that metaphor mm -hmm. to, to help somebody see who they are. Whoa. Um, so, uh, so some people might be wondering, my audience might be wondering like why I have a, uh, rodeo cowboy, ex rodeo cowboy who is now, uh, basically in a, a minister of the gospel on my health show. But, but I think you guys are going to be surprised at some of the insights and wisdom, um, that Todd has to share today about mental health and spiritual health and, and about his story really, um, you know, I've personally had mental and spiritual health struggles and, and, you know, I can relate to kind of going through some of that. Um, and it was eventually through coming to rock bottom as an alcoholic drug addict that I got into the 12 steps. And it was through that process that I learned um, how to ask God and other people for help, how to forgive and ask forgiveness, how to serve other people um, and how to improve my relationship with God. Uh, and also how to take accountability for my own life decisions. Um, and I understand that you, you kind of, you shared briefly there, you kind of went through a similar uh, process with some struggles with substances. And um, I think I heard you share in one of your shows, you had some anger and other things. You want to touch on that uh, briefly for me? Yeah, we go a lot of directions here, Blake. Um because I, I, don't, I don't think we can really fragment ourselves out. Uh, we're spirit, soul, and body. And our, our mental and emotional health is so connected to every other aspect of our life. And that's why I just have a lot of value on, on you taking the body seriously and mm -hmm. making sure that we're, we're taking care of right. just our physical aspect. But uh, a healthy body with... Uh, with a soul that's confused, uh, it doesn't work. And so mm -hmm. just even outside of the spiritual realm, the soulish realm, which would be really our mind, um, our emotions, our will, our ability to make decisions, all those things kind of get all wrapped together. And so I, they say, if you misdiagnose a problem, you'll mistreat a problem. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I thought that trying to find out what it, why it is that the, that there is a God and that he loves me. Why does that matter? And what's the, what's the implications of that? It's not just whether I'm going to go to heaven or hell. 
I know that a lot of people just really minimize the gospel to that. And it was the reality that God as a father really wants to help restore every aspect of our lives. And so my issues had to do a ton with how I saw myself. And as a, as a young boy, I went through a lot of rejection and somehow picked up a ton of insecurity that got covered up with success. Um, so I found a way to become popular and get the approval of people that I still saw myself, uh, differently. Right. so all of my value was attached to performance and right. because you're a pretty successful bareback rider, right? You, you won quite a bit and that was kind of where you got your value and your pride and your self-esteem. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all perspective. Uh, you know, I was, I was a big deal in my own eyes. Uh, and, and it wasn't just in rodeo. Even before that, I was a, an athlete in high school. I did track um, in college uh, I just really, I excelled at things, at least in my, I was a big fish in a small pond mm-hmm. and I may because, not be much, but I'm all I think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just the perfect narcissist. Uh, I was really good at that, but, uh, really the breaking point for me, like, cause this could be, um, come a really huge conversation, but until I learned to see myself the way God saw me, um, there was really nowhere else for me to go because I was going to constantly have to reprove myself over and over again, because I needed to cover up the shame that I felt. And I didn't know how to um, look at myself other than based on performance. And then this crazy encounter with a horse happens to where the horse literally cannot see himself. Right. All he knows is what his experiences are and what his instincts tell him. Right. But there's a whole different perspective here. And it's like you, Blake, if, if you could see what God sees when he looks at you, there wouldn't be any more fear. There wouldn't be any more anxiety that um, all the things that lead to depression or any other thing that we feel like we need to medicate. Right. It, it gets soaked up in this thing that we're, where Jesus said, perfect love casts out all fear hmm. that if we knew actually had a revelation and maybe even today on this show that people can have a revelation, not just consider it, but accept the fact that God's love for you is, is so pure and so perfect that he's offering his power to you um, simply because you get the affection of heaven towards you. Right. Wow. That's beautiful. And I'm, you know, I think that there's some of these intangibles that, um, are kind of hard to grasp for us sometimes that we don't see the reality of some of these spiritual truths. And, you know, a lot of us know the basics of mental health or we've heard of it and whether or not we apply it in our life or not. Um, you know, we, like you touched on that we we're a unit, right? So we're mind, body, soul. And so we got to take care of ourselves as a unit and we got to, you know, in the physical healthy diet, exercise, fresh air, sunshine, sleep, positive relationships, avoiding alcohol and drugs that mess with your brain chemistry, learning how to cope with stress, reduce stress. Um, but, but again, I think, um, you know, and those are some basics to mental health, but I think oftentimes we don't, we're not getting into some of this, these intangibles and, um, what, um, what, 
what's the meaning of life? What is my purpose? You know, was I made for a purpose? Was I made for something? And um, I just want to share um, a short video and you can just kind of speak to this while we I'll ask you a couple of questions, but I just want to share um, a born wild presentation um, that you did in Abilene, Texas this last December um, that I watched. And it was a really powerful presentation. And um and maybe before I start, could you just explain a little bit uh, more about what a born wild event is and what you do and what's the purpose and and what you do in them? Well, real simply, the it, if I remember the Abilene event correctly, I just really take the stance of you're going to have to see me as as God the Father and the horse is us as people and. I'll take a horse that's never been handled and over the course of 30 or 45 minutes, um, I'm typically able to ride the horse and I've developed enough of a trust that me and the horse become one. Because if, if we could see who we are apart from God, we're, we're, we're just stuck with our own um, story. We're stuck with our own resources. We're stuck with our own instincts, but um, like this horse, once we give our lives to Jesus and we actually feel, get filled with the Holy Spirit, now we've got all of his strengths added to our lives, his, his vision and, and his purpose that he built into us. Right. We start seeing what it is that, that he actually, the potential that he put in us. And so that's what ends up happening with the horse is they don't just learn something new. They, they get an, a new reality on what life is about. Right. Right. And so basically you take, so now the horse, you don't, this is a horse that's never been ridden before. Right. And you don't yeah. pick the horse, the, the folks in the area where you go and do these ministry events, the riding high ministry events, the, they're called born wild events. Um, you take a horse that's never been ridden. The, the group who puts this event on provides the horse to you. So you've never seen the horse, met the horse. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. And now that I'm seeing this, I remember this horse specifically because um, they brought it in and it it had been quite traumatized. Uh, I'm not sure what had happened, but to get around its head, anything around its face, I think somebody probably mugged it down, like got a hold of it and twisted right. its ear and, and tried to force something upon it, whether it was when they were branding him or... Um, maybe, maybe doing some vet work on him, but he had never been saddled or ridden, but he had bigger problems than that is, is he had just had a lot of trauma too. Right. So. Right. It, and, I, and it was one side of the horse. Uh, I think it was the, his right side that you, or that you couldn't get to only the left side you approached. Um, now, now you say you don't plan what you're going to say at a born wild event. You say it's not a performance and there's no script and you never met the horse before. How's it possible to do these events with no script? How does it work? What's your process for that? I guess the same way uh, you and I are talking right now, Blake, is I, I just literally feel like I'm having a conversation with the horse and with Holy spirit that I can't, I can't control the horse. And that's one thing that, you know, when people, can see in this thing that all I can do is give this horse invitations because I refuse to force myself upon him. Um, it, 
it might look like it's because it's a round pen. There's no corners. Um, I only use the rope so that I can help him from creating too much distance. And because I know that if, if he'll allow me to touch him and communicate the way that a man can communicate to horses, that something magical is going to happen. And when the fear goes away, he's, he's gaining a, a different level of trust. So I actually am communicating with the horse. And so the script is uh, really just whatever the horse presents to me and whatever I believe Holy Spirit saying to the people. That's what we talk about. And this horse actually tore my um, tore ligament, my knee. Uh, Is this about where it's going to happen? Um, I don't. I don't remember when it happened. I um, just know that. Yeah, you got drugged, drugged, drugged me once, there. and yeah, pinned you up against the the pin there. Um, yeah, and he accidentally stepped on my leg while he was dragging me, and so it it did um, tear a ligament in my knee, which. <laughs> really cool you'll love this Blake um I've, I've tore that same ligament before and it's it's a surgical repair uh and we had my sons pray over me after this event and uh it's it got healed like wow. yeah crazy I just did another event this past weekend and had a couple incidents where it got tested really good and it's just completely healed. So, wow. That's real. That's amazing. Mm. Now, is it different from horse to horse? Um, do you, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Every, every event feels different to me. I, this never felt feels, um, repetitious because the, the dynamics between me and the horse are always different because there's just so much difference in personality and they're, their past and what what they're bringing into the ring with them just like um, people yeah and you said that and actually it was a different event i watched that you said that you feel like god chooses the horse for the audience mm. um, and there was one particular one where the horse was very angry and kicking at you um and you felt like uh, do you remember that i've had several kick at me but um and you felt like the audience, that horse was representing who the audience was or a lot of the people who were in the audience that got oh, to talk to. Actually, I do. That was an event in Oklahoma. Um, that horse kicked right through my face. I don't know. Like, we've actually got it on video. I don't know how. Um, I mean, you can just make it make it whatever it is. But it we did. I did actually just stop in the, in the middle of that thing because I, I felt like there are some people here that have been so wounded by religion feel so um, even abused by God that mm -hmm. they're just, they're mad at God. They're not just mad at the world. They, they actually hate God and um, come to find out there was a significant amount of people in that building that I got to pray with and talk with afterwards that, that, that really was their story. And, and so they had to rethink some things and, and reconsider where was God in, in all of their pain and why did all these bad things happen to them? And so it, it really does get down to a ton of emotional healing and, and mental uh, breakthroughs for people. Wow. You said in Abilene that there was really nothing wrong with the horse. 
um, that he just didn't know how to believe and everything he believed about himself was wrong. What do you mean by this? And how does this apply to us as people? How do we figure out how to believe and what to believe about ourselves? Boy, Blake, I, I, everybody is going to have to make a decision on who, who has the authority to speak to you and, and who, who decides what truth is. And, and if the words of Jesus aren't truth, then you're going to have to find your own source of truth. And unfortunately people are looking in some really ugly places to find out how to get their value and how to feel like their life has any purpose. And if you think that you were just built so that you can consume, um, it's just about eat, drink, and be merry. Let's find a way to stay entertained. Uh, let's find a way to um, feel good about ourselves. Let's get enough possessions that we can be distracted enough that we don't have to think about any of these things. But it doesn't work. It always ends up coming around to where you can see the people with the most, a lot of times struggle the, struggle the most. They have um, just tons of addiction issues. And, um, and so if we're, if we're, we're going to define truth as what Jesus said, then this horse's problem wasn't that he was a mean horse and wanted to do things wrong, but he had no one, no one else to show him what he was capable of and that he had settled for a life of instincts and he really would spend his whole life behind fences eating and staying alive which is just survival but mm -hmm. if he's capable of doing all these other things he wouldn't discover those things without me so first of all he's got to have a connection with me so he can trust me and then that trust translates into he's going to believe what I show him. And that's where every, every person is going to have to decide is, is there a God? And if, and if there is, is he good? And this horse had to decide that number one, I'm powerful. He knew that there was something more powerful than him, not physically more powerful, but there was something in the ring with him that he had to deal with. But then when he found out that I was kind and I'm gentle, then we get to do, go on this journey together. And so if, if you believe that there is a God and that he's good, then we have a place to where, okay, that becomes the only thing that matters. If there's a God and he's good, then we're, we're all going to go on this journey of, okay, Jesus, show me who I am. Help me understand what's true about me, what's true about you. And you you can call that a conversion, um, but Jesus just provided these encounters for people where you, you get to make a decision on who you're going to follow, who's going who's gonna to be able to have a voice in your life. And for me, I, I decided that Jesus, not only is, is he God, but uh, he's, he's the source of life and everything that I believe about him gives me more life and makes it to where not only does it improve every aspect of my life, but makes it to where I have his power to give away to other people. Wow. 
how does wow that was that was um and that's a lot to to wrap my head around um really appreciate that you sharing those those words of encouragement and meaning and truth with with me and with the audience and how does how does believing we were made for a unique purpose change our perspective on how change our perspective and how can it impact mental health? Oh, bro. Um, if you don't, if you don't feel like you have a purpose and that there wasn't actually a creator that made you for that purpose, what hope is there? And hopelessness is really the plague going on in the planet right now, because without a vision, um, you, you have no hope. And we, we can keep ourselves distracted long enough till uh, shit hits the fan and then all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore. So the, the solid, the thing that makes it to where we actually can be super solid is that I didn't make this up. This isn't my own reality that I'm standing on. This is the creator of heaven and earth. And when you um, consider all of creation and the intricacies in which just the human body is made and the vastness of the universe. And uh, you're just going to have to go on a wrestling match on how did all this happen? And, and how is it that he's saying that you were created in his image out of everything that was created, that he created me in his image to be one of his sons. And that's not just a belief system to me. It's, 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 the mo it's the most real thing there is to me. It's more real than, than physical, natural things. And so it's when we become the, the ones that carry his presence, mm -hmm. as you can see, this horse is now letting me sit on him. Um, He's built to carry my presence. And just because he's carrying me, now he's got my mind. He's got my vision. He's got my purpose. But it all fits in with what he was created to do. Right. So everything that he was capable of right. would never be released unless he got to this place of trusting me uh, to, to this degree where he'll let me um, become one with him. And so me saying that I gave my heart to Jesus, that sounds kind of silly if you don't um, understand this reality that I made a decision with my own will that there is a God and he is good and I want to give my life to him. It's, it's, now it's his, his part to come and feel me. And I went after this horse. I did everything I could to make him have an opportunity to trust me. But ultimately he had to say yes. And just by saying yes, he became a new creation. He's not just a horse with a rider. He's got all of my resources um, that he gets to pull on now. Yeah. And that's why it's exciting to be a son of God. There's so much hope in it. Mm -hmm. And if you think that there is no creator and there is no purpose for your life other than to just try to be a good person, um, yeah, things fall apart. And and hopelessness leads to despair and um, depression and all the anxiety that comes with it. We start listening to the voices of the culture 
and you, you feel powerless in it. And Jesus actually wants us to be powerful. And it's not a power trip. It's that we're created in his image to be um, carry the same power that he carried. Mm, wow. You know, you say that um, you said that this horse didn't need to be broken, that he needed to be healed. Um, and I think what you just touched on is that really sums it up. Um, because in this process of learning that you were kind, you were gentle, you had good intentions for him. Um, he was able to, um, to allow you and say yes to you. Um, and then find that there was something more than he could even imagine that his life could be, and that there was a purpose for his life and that, that he could do things more than he ever thought possible. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you mentioned about when we, what voice are we going to listen to? Right. And, um, it's really important that we realize what are the voices we're allowing into our minds? What are we watching? What are we listening to? What music are we listening to? What shows are we watching? What people are we listening to? Um, what voices? Because really what we feel, what fills up our heart and mind is what's going to overflow and, in our lives. Um, and so I think that's a really important point for mental health is what are we feeding? What are we feeding our hearts and minds? Um, and did you have anything to touch on that or? Yeah, we could we could talk so much about that just because yeah. there's it, it, it's really like um, the people people are being lied to and there's nothing wrong with being lied to when you know you're being lied to what sucks is when you're being lied to and you don't know it because then when you believe a lie you partner with a lie and you empower a lie and so we've got to decide where truth comes from. And when Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Right. If Jesus is truth, what he said is truth. Then um, if somebody says something different than that, it's just a lie. If someone says that you, you have no value, that the only thing that makes you worth anything is what you can offer people. Um, you have to decide if that's true. If that's true, it, it kind of sucks for you that if Jesus said something quite, quite different, that the value on you is I'll show you how much you're worth. I'll, I'll lay down my life so that you can live. And we do that for each other. And we live in a nation where we're literally living in freedom because of that same principle that was applied that people laid their life down so that we could live and we have a nation that's free because of that right um yeah the uh, i i think that it's it's really god's heart is that let's find out what the truth is and and let's just fill our our hearts and our minds with that right not listening to lies about who we are but listening to the truth about who we are mm -hmm. um you know i went through a course recently called the Timothy project and it's a faith-based leadership class. And the whole goal of the whole class that I did for four or five months was to write my life's mission statement. The, the, the thing that God created me for that he, that nobody else can accomplish that only I can specifically do that my life was made for. And I got to tell you the power of that, the, of knowing that purpose. Um, and then um, just 
kind of wrapping things up, I have a couple more closing questions. Um, what is, what do you think the impact um, of shame, guilt um, are on mental health it, and how important is forgiveness for our mental health? Jeez. Um, shame is shame is like i don't know in the in the health world there what you could say would be the most toxic thing that people could put in their bodies Mm -hmm. um i don't know let's just say meth Mm -hmm. everybody can pretty much agree that meth is just not good for you right um i would say the shame is the same thing for our our emotional mental health Mm -hmm. and so forgiveness really is a huge deal. Um, right. I, I just want to read something to you real quick because this is just a, a word that I believe that God wants to speak over everybody listening right now mm-hmm. and that you're not actually afraid of dying, but you're afraid of truly living. And this, because living is going to require you to hope again and not just to sacrifice, but to believe God cares about you and desires that you'll see his goodness. And so let's, let's not be so concerned about dying. Let's, let's, let's find out why is it that we're not really living. And shame is this thing that Jesus destroyed, yet people continue to go back to it. And um, if you can't forgive yourself, you know, Jesus wrapped the whole thing up. He said, love God with your whole heart and love others as you love yourself. And so, my ability to love you is going to only be to the same capacity I'm able to love myself. And that's why if I feel shame and I continue to hold on to shame, uh, it's, it's going to impact every aspect of, of my life, not just how I can love myself, but how I can ultimately love other people. And Jesus that that really is the that's why the sacrifice becomes such a big deal is that if you can actually be forgiven what is what does that look like and can can we really start again and can every day be a new start we're not going to make excuses for poor behavior and we're not going to just try to um, minimize it but we're we're really going to make what jesus did is more significant than my sin. Mm-hmm. Right. Realizing that God's forgiven us, um, forgiving ourselves, um, forgiving other people, and asking forgiveness from other people. Um, there's not much more healing than, than that. I, and, and, yeah, I don't know if there is. I mean, I think that really is so darn important and and i think also you know how important it is for us to open up to god and to other people with our struggles um what what would you how would you encourage or how would you recommend folks who are struggling and they need to reach out to somebody what you know what are some steps people can take um to to seek help either from god or from others um in their struggle yeah, I, I think if you're listening to this and you're wanting to n- know what to do next, that finding someone that you respect and can trust 
um, I'd really, really encourage you to find someone that's following Jesus because otherwise you're just going to get a bunch of people's opinions and we don't need more opinions in our culture right now. We need the truth and um, being vulnerable enough. You know, this vulnerability thing is a, is a pretty big deal, especially for us as men, because we don't typically want to ask for help. Um, we don't want to, for people to see the stuff that we're struggling with. And so it's just going to have to take some courage, but something amazing about um, scriptures when you actually start finding out what the Bible says, because there's a lot of people may, you're not feeling like you've got the courage to do that. And, and so I was just reading yesterday about, I think it was John and Peter were um, recognized as men that had this great courage, but they were just ordinary men. They were untrained men but it was because they hung out with Jesus that they had this courage. And it was all about them having courage just because they hung out with Jesus and they were just ordinary men untrained yet they were doing these crazy um, world changing things. And so you inviting Jesus into this conversation and just saying that like that horse was running with nowhere really to go. It's not like we can run away from this. Right. And just turn and face and say, Jesus, I want to give you access to me. Fill me with your spirit so that I can learn how to um, accept truth. I want to, I want to have the courage to be able to invite people into my, my journey. I don't want to make excuses for why I continue to do destructive things. And yes, I want to take care of my body. I want to take care of my mind. But man, my spirit is dead. And I want, to, I want my spirit to come alive. And that's what Jesus does. And that's very, very personal that wow. it's going to translate into what you can now do as you go about your days and inviting other people into this process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the, with all the, the problems in the world today and all the garbage, you know, I think it's important that we know that, um, there's a bigger, there's, there's some, there's a purpose, uh, that's transcends all of this, you know, um, God, um, accomplished the greatest victory ever accomplished because he loves us, um, because he wanted to redeem us because he wanted to heal us. And there is healing for us available for mental, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, and that, there's hope for a better life um, and a purpose for you. There's, there's potential walking with God. There's greater potential for you. Each one of you who's listening um, when you're walking with God, there's freedom. There's freedom from fear, freedom from addictions, freedom from pain, freedom from suffering, freedom from burdens, um, freedom to live a life with a full with your full potential and your full destiny. Um, and Todd, I just want to thank you so much for sharing um, the wisdom you shared today. And I was just going to ask if you wouldn't mind uh, having a word of prayer in closing over, over the folks listening. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to come spend some time with y'all um, in Oregon. We're actually going to be doing a, a live event there. So uh, if you're listening to this and you get to come, um, um, give me a handshake or a hug, but yeah. I will father. Thank you for, um, 
Blake and his diligence in, in just pursuing wholeness and becoming a man that's, that's fully alive and just the courage to do what it is that he's even doing today. And for every person listening, uh, Jesus, we need your courage. So we do just want to say over and over again, please lead us. We give you full access to it, us and Holy Spirit. Um, we're just so thankful because right now you're actually feeling it. Uh, I, I thank you for your tangible presence. The, this is not just an idea that this is the reality of your heaven um, coming to earth, your spirit um, coming alive in us. And we, we feel so honored that you came after us this way on this day. And we trust you. Teach us to what, what it looks like to develop that faith so that we can become fully healed, restored people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, thank you so much. And, thank, and, and again, uh, Todd is coming out to Eastern Oregon Livestock Show on June 12th. Um, that'll be out at Union, Oregon, just here, um, right here in our in our county. Um, and so that'll be 10 a.m. Sunday morning, June 12th. You're going to do a Born Wild event um, uh, where there's a horse being provided here. I'm not sure quite what the horse is. I know that they figured out which horse is going to be here. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what, um, you know, to meet you in person and to just experience these events. So I encourage you, all you guys who um, haven't ever seen one of these events, please come. And you can also watch shows on, watch some of the past events online at writinghighministries.org. Um, there's some really great videos. And my wife and I have watched quite a few of them on there. Um, really powerful, really great. And, and then of course, attending and live, attending live on June 12th. So I'll send some information, a link to that once I get it. And, in the show so thanks again so much todd appreciate you and all you do god bless you absolutely yeah i look forward to meeting you in person all right thanks for joining everybody have a great day mm -hmm.